following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode 413, coming at you here on this, uh, it was produced on a Sunday. Uh, According to my calendar, it's the 30th day of January. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's typically how we do. We produce on the day it goes out, which really is weird because uh, if you you go back last week, there's a promo for this week. (laughs) How do you do that? It's the magic of radio, podcast, stuff, things, whatever. The magic of the microphone. Uh, got, a, got a couple of things we're going to get into this time out. Uh, yeah, there's a few things, a few things that are kind of important. Uh, we'll start here. Uh, we'll just we'll just dive right on into it because there's, there's no sense in just, you know, setting up window decoration and setting a table to just, you know, just dive right onto this business. But uh, but one one little story, kind of short, kind of kind of to the point, and the other, I want to expand on a little bit. I think you know where we're headed. We'll start with this. <clears throat> How many of you, show of hands, please, are in the cryptocurrency market? That's uh, and uh, I know most people aren't. <laughs> There's a fair number that are, and that's and that's that's all well and good. I'm not going to lie. I got a couple of hundred bucks in it myself, or at least I I should say I had. A couple hundred bucks in it, just to play around with it, to see what was up, see what the deal was. Had it for probably what, maybe a year, I guess, nine months to a year, somewhere in there. And uh, I, you know, I never really made anything on the, on the whole deal. And it's not that I'm, I'm not a savvy investor either. I, I <laughs> that, I'll, I'll admit that. I, you know, I haven't studied it that well, but I wanted to see. I wanted to have a little skin in the game, so I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? And here of late, it has not gone well. Uh, the the crypto markets have taken massive dumps. I'm not going to get into any of the numbers and stuff because it depends on when you hear this show as to what it is. It may have rebounded by the time you know some of you hear this, uh, but apparently right now not so much, and it's not as it's not the big money maker that it once was. And there's been a lot of uh, talk and speculation and weirdness around it. It's like, what's going on? Why is why is it this way? Is it the pandemic? Is the is it the inflation? Is it what is going on? People selling their their stuff off left and right is driving the price down. But what the, what is really driving it down, in my estimation here, from what I have seen, from what I have studied on, you know, what little bit I have, it appears that the uh, the big boys club, I'm talking Wall Street, didn't like the idea that a bunch of younger upstarts from a you know generation or two behind the old guys on Wall Street are these people were making a lot of money and there is a way to do it yeah you can make a boatload of money in it there's no, I'm not going to deny you that at all uh, you have to work at like a day trader type of thing you know you have to be really savvy and you have to really watch the markets and you have to pay attention to the fact that it is a 24 hour market it's not like you know stocks and bonds and stuff on Wall Street because there's a market bell morning time, and then there's a market bell closing time, and then you know you have what you have. And I know there's a lot of other nuances to it, but I'm just trying to dumb it down a little bit, at least for my own edification, so I can explain it somewhat. Crypto being notoriously volatile has always been this kind of, it's not really a selling point, but it's been definitely a warning flag. 
don't go into this unless you really know what you're doing, you are told. I agree. You you know, you you have to be able to sniff out the latest the latest growing coin. Bitcoin is not the only coin. There are several of them. There's many of them and they all trade in different different levels and all have different valuations and it works kind of the same way, you know, you're buying shares or whole coin and and uh, you're watching the value go up. So the more people that buy, the value goes up. And the more that people that sell, the value goes down. And you want to catch it at certain places. And the, the concepts are kind of the same. But why is it now that crypto has turned into just kind of a shit show? Well, part of the reason, and I think a major part of the reason, is that now that Wall Street has gotten involved in it, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of brokerage houses and stuff that want to offer cryptocurrency uh, uh, packages, if you will, as part of retirement deals, as part of investment sweetener bit. And that kind of cheapened it. That was part of it. And what really scared the crap out of all the crypto guys was because of that, there now is movement to regulate it. And what I mean by that is before this, blockchain stuff in the crypto world was not ever really regulated. Right. There was insider trading. It was happening on a rampant basis. It didn't follow the basic rules of anything else because of what is called. Um, uh, the, well, the fact that there's a, the only time real cash gets involved in this sort of thing is when you buy into it. And then when you sell it off in the middle, you're you're basically playing with belly button lint. You know, I got this lovely blue strand. How much can I buy for this? You know, it's it's like that. It's it, this weird monopoly money thing that goes on in there. And look, like I said, I'm not an expert on any of this. So don't take everything I say as, you know, as uh, as, as God's word here, because it isn't right. And I know that there are some things in here. There's people that there's crypto nuts out there that are listening to this going, oh, dude, you got it all wrong. bro. It's like this and this and this and this. Now, let's take a look at it from a bird's eye view here. And the point is. And this is the number one thing. A, cryptocurrency is highly volatile. It changes from second to second. And two, now that the old guys have gotten involved into it, here comes the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, which will probably start regulating this. And they're going to tilt the tables in favor of the old guys with all the money. See what I'm saying? So there's a fight that's happening in this weird cyber thing out there. Now, I'll tell you one other thing before I drop the topic completely. Uh, it's, it's this whole thing with the NFT, uh, non-fungible transaction. It's weird. It's bizarre. I don't know that much about it. I don't really want to know that much about it. It seems, um, it's being shat upon by many people, but it is in an effort to have something that is non, uh, well, it doesn't really, it's non tangible. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's a picture, right? It's a it's a JPEG. It's a GIF or it's a piece of video or whatever the case is. And you sell it off like you would a token. It becomes its own token. And it's um, it's under a lot of criticism and a lot of people are going, no, nah, dude, that's no, that ain't right. So, I, you know, like I said, if you want to get into this business, if you want to get into the cryptocurrency world, my advice to you, coming from somebody who has done about a tablespoon more of uh, investigation than a lot of people, and that would be to be very, very careful with your money. Look, it's volatile. You throw <clears throat> you throw a bunch of money into it, and you don't know where to keep it and store it and stay, save it and where to move it and how to move it and what it is that you're buying. 
you can lose it. It's same thing with stocks. It's the same thing as well there. Um, is the cryptocurrency the future of currency? I don't think so. That's my opinion. Uh, is it a uh, is it an addition to a portfolio for an investment or perhaps a uh, a way to uh, I don't know uh, have an asset? Absolutely, I believe there is. But I, to, and the way I see it, it's a beanie baby. You know, it's it's one of those things, which is kind of a f- funny side note. I have two of them that have been given to me as gifts over the years, and one of them is a walrus beanie baby. And apparently the one I was given uh, has a bunch of typos on the little ear hanging card there. And this particular look, anyway, this thing's worth like a thousand bucks. So, I mean, I didn't pay for it. It was given to me as a gift, but that's that's what we're, but it's like a hundred years old. It's one of those things. It's same thing with crypto. You don't know until you get into it to see what happens. But yes, the same thing can be said about, you know, stocks and bonds. It, it's, but they're a little bit more predictable. Crypto, not so much, not so much. So what used to be sort of like this really fun idea to get into now seems, well, frankly, kind of dangerous. We'll pause. We'll be back. I want to spend some time. This is the, the the weird thing about doing this show is that, you know, I want to be as timely as I can. And I think there's a big elephant in the room that we all need to talk about. Yeah, it's called Spotify. We'll get into it next up out of the break right here from Radioland. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling, the complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day and for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathroom If you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 855-380-5703. 855-380-5703. That's 855-380-5703. Unless you've been living under a rock, you have probably, sure you had to have heard about all the hoopla surrounding Spotify. Spotify is a platform. It's an audio platform for music and all sorts of stuff, including shows like this one. And, and of course, uh, the other elephant in the room, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has a podcast. Joe Rogan broadcast, if you will, through Spotify. Uh, Spotify paid him a boatload of money to do it, hundred million bucks to have a show over there. And uh, Joe's gone off the deep end. He used to be a comedian. He's not funny anymore, my opinion. Uh, I don't think he's a very good broadcaster. Once again, my opinion. I think the word hack has come out of my face a time or two. I have more broadcast experience than he does, but this isn't a dick measuring contest uh, per se. But what has happened now is that the content that he has been putting out there has gotten so weird and dangerous that a lot of musical artists have said that they wanted to pull their shows from the platform. I get it. I totally understand it. Now, let me tell you about my perspective on this, not just my perspective, but my experience with this, which is a, well, this is a little different. You see, when all of this started to happen, it occurred to me that from Radioland, among many other places this show exists, is also there on Spotify. So I looked into um, 
you know how all this how all this works. And now there's a big movement now to pull their you know, musicians specifically to pull their product off of there because if they don't agree with what that company is doing, you have that right to do it. They also have that right to broadcast the things that they feel is necessary. Joe Rogan is he pulls a lot of listeners in. Well, at least he used to. Uh, Spotify took a $2 billion dump, what, Thursday of this past week? Yeah. Like the 26th, 27th, something like that? Uh, they lost a lot of money, and then they got a lot of, a lot of notoriety when um, Neil Young pulled his music from there. And then uh, um, <clears throat> Niels Lofgren from uh, the E Street Band from Beale Street, uh, Beale Street, uh, from <laughs> Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band uh, pulled their. I don't know where Beale Street came from. Uh, Johnny Mitchell has pulled theirs, and there's some others that are doing the same thing. And they're doing it in solidarity because they don't think that Spotify is doing the right thing. Uh, I, I looked into this as well a little bit deeper from the perspective of where this show may be, may be I don't know, perceived as being a part of the program. And here's here's my thought on this. Um, and I gave it a lot of thought, a lot of thought about getting, you know, contacting Spotify and let's just pull this show from this, from this platform. You know, there's look, I'm no Joe Rogan. All right. I don't compete with Joe. I guess technically I do, but he's got an audience that I don't have and may never have, which is kind of sad now that I think about it. But then again, I'm not Joe Rogan. So there's that. That's a positive thing. I, 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 whatever. So I looked into this and while all of this meltdown was happening and this, these sorts of things, when, when they go viral like this, these sorts of incidents go viral, there's a, there's a, there's a boil over. There's a, there's a whole thing. And Spotify has just basically said they're not doing anything. Look, I don't like uh, Joe Rogan. I don't, I don't particularly care for him. Never met the guy. He's probably, he's probably lovely in person, I guess. I don't know. I've never been on a show. Um, he's never been on mine. Neither one of us have time for each other, which is, <laughs> his people haven't gotten old of my people. By God, I'll tell you, I tell you that. Uh, but the stuff that he has said and that he has talked, I, I don't agree with, but that doesn't, that doesn't prevent him from having the right to do it. There's been a lot of argument about, well, you know, if Spotify pulls him, that's censorship. In a way, yes. Is it a violation of the First Amendment? No, it is not. Every company has a right to censor content that they that they that they push, that they sell. Um, I have problems with Spotify. I have major problems with Spotify, and um, and and I'll tell you this: um, uh, he's not one of them. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan is not one of my problems. I could, I could give a shit if the guy wants to, if he wants to, you know, line people up and kill them on his show, that's up to him. That's really all there is to it. He's going to land somewhere and you know, he's a big force. He's one of the guys that has driven the podcast industry to the level where it is. That's perfectly understandable. Perfectly reasonable. Do, do I have the right as a lesser show to pull my show from Spotify? I do. Do I have my reasons for doing so? I do. Am I going to do it? I'm not. And I'll tell you why. A couple of things. <laughs> I uh, I looked into it. All right, so how does one remove a show from uh, from the podcast? I'm the owner of a show. How do I want to get it off the show? How do I want to get it off that platform? It involve it's a long and involved process that in involves uh, contacting a, a, a their, their one of their program directors via email. Conversations have to occur. Reasons have to be given forward, 
and uh, time has to has to elapse, and it could take up to thirty days to make that happen. From my understanding of how that works, you just don't push the you don't go to your settings and hit delete show. It doesn't work like that. And I'll tell you why this is because I saw that. And I'm like, well, I don't know that I want to go through all of this hassle just because some dumbass is on the same platform as I am, and he's he's an idiot. Well, there's idiots everywhere. I, I can't I can't stop that. This show exists on iHeartRadio. That is nothing more than Idiot Central. That's all that is. There's more. There's more. And I didn't ask to be on that. If if I had any beef with anybody, it's going to be iHeart. I've talked about that before. Maybe more on that later. But the notion of Spotify doing what they're doing by allowing artists to just say "screw you," I'm out of here. It's fine. I have my issues with Spotify that are much, much bigger than Joe Rogan's issue. Now, he's going to just have to deal with his public, and that's the beautiful thing about free speech. You have the right to say whatever you want. The First Amendment doesn't come into play until the government decides to censor you, so get that straight. Terms of service is what you have to abide by. If they want to censor you, if they don't like your content, if I sat here and did 45 minutes to an hour of nothing but pornography, and it went against their terms of service. They could kick me off this off this platform. That's and that's what you do. It's like with Facebook or Twitter or any social media. You have terms of service by which you abide to. And Joe Rogan fans are saying that this was censorship, and it's not. So first of all, learn that you're getting your information from a moron. So there's you know that's you, you need to understand how that works. If he's going to pass false information across, that's it. It should be disclaimed as such personally. If Spotify wants to keep the show, they should perhaps make him put a disclaimer on there. Because he's not a doctor. He's not an expert. He's not an expert on anything. But that's neither here nor there. Spotify's other issues are the fact that they uh, they will flat out tell you. And this is why it's hard for, for a show like this to be pulled off of Spotify. They make most of their money off of podcasts. That's a fact. They make their money off of podcasts. In theory, they're making money off of me. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know if they run an ad before this show or not. Perhaps they do. Somebody can let me know. Somebody can enlighten me. They make their money through subscriptions. There are people that are that are that will pay ten dollars a month to listen to the things that they want to listen to. That's I guess that's the ad free version of all of this. Frankly, you can get the same thing over at TuneIn, but you know. Uh-uh. Who am I to judge? Tune in as more radio stations and podcasts and stuff like that. Hell, this 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 goddamn show is available on Audible. It doesn't cost anything. It's never we've never charged a subscription for this. There's a couple of ads, as you know, that are in this program, and that is that. But we have never been in a position where we were going to charge a lot of money for any of this, which would be kind of dumb. So yes, Spotify makes their money off the backs of other shows, off of podcasts. Now they probably now to get to that level for me to be like if like if I'm a podcaster right I hate that term I I'm a I'm an entertainer I'm somebody whatever and and they come to me and they say hey we want to put your show in our tier in our paid tier and we have to lose the spots but they'll they'll give me a cut of whatever it is that they make on subscriptions and then I'm making money from Spotify because that's well that's what they did to Joe that's what they did to Joe Rogan that's precisely what they did. That's how they pay him. That's how they paid him $100 million. But they're not going to take up a show like this, I don't think, because I don't, I'm, not, I'm not controversial. And here I am, I'm already kind of promoting him in a way by mentioning his name. But in reality, the guy's 
like I said, he's a hack. He's, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not, not worth listening to. He brings in other people to have conversations with, which is part of the fun of it, I suppose. But Mark Marin does the same thing as well. And everybody's trying to scrape away at that big rock that is full of cash on the inside. And how do they do that? And they do that through subscriptions and they do that through ads. They do that through a, a number of different ways. And, uh, one other thing that uh, now, as far as music, let me before we backtrack backtrack a little bit. The other thing that they offer is music, of course, and a lot of artists are um, they have their music available on Spotify. I know a great deal, many of them, as you know. I work with Radio Memphis, which is all Memphis and Mid South musicians, and these are the best musicians in the world. They're better than Los Angeles. They're better than New York. They're way better than Nashville. People don't understand how how uh, how impactful the music that comes is out of the city. And to help these musicians, they push their music out there. And one of the ways that they do that is to get it onto Spotify. And they get a percentage of money through streams. That's kind of how that works. Well, ter- apparently it's not much anything, hardly anything at all. Uh, you want to look into how much that really is or isn't that, you know, by all means, you know, pick up the pick up the mouse and get busy looking and researching and stuff like that. And so a lot of artists there are saying, well, I think I'm just going to pull my shit from there anyway, because I'm not making any money and they're not doing anything. They're, they're ones that make all the money. They charge $10 a month and I get what a, what a 30, 36 thousandths of a penny per stream or something like that. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, a ridiculous amount of money. And I'm talking minuscule, Now they want to do this. Popular artists there on Spotify have an audience, right? They have a large audience. And now they want to charge, Spotify wants to charge the artist access to their fans. Yeah, it's called the Marquee Program. Yeah, look into that. So yeah, uh, Spotify's business practices are pretty, well, they're pretty shifty. To say, to say the least. But you know what you're getting into when you get there. That's that's just it. They're not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. It's there. It's in the terms of service. It says so right there in black and white that everybody agrees to when they get an account there, whether they are a provider, a content provider, or they're a consumer of that content. They're just the middleman. They're the ones that are playing by their own rules. But at the same time, you agreed to those rules when you became either a consumer or a content provider or both. So there it is. That's 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 what's happening now. Um, am I gonna am I gonna drop my? I, I mean, I have a subscription. I don't pay for it. I have I have the free subscription. I never use it. I don't. I don't. I don't sit. I don't sit here at home uh, in my downtime listening to music. I don't. I work at a radio station. I do a show Monday through Friday, nine a.m. to two p.m. Central Time. It's got music in it. I'm a little over it. Very rarely in the middle of the night, I might want to hear like, I don't know, some Miles Davis. We go to YouTube for that. Hell, I got the hell, I got the goddamn album. It doesn't really make any difference to me on that aspect of it. When people talk about what's ruining the music industry, it's companies like Spotify. They're the ones that are ruining it. And what's really kind of fun about all of this is that this show right now, many of you are probably listening to this on Spotify. And they get it. The listeners do. Does Spotify care? No, they just want the traffic. They want the clicks. I could sit here and badmouth Spotify for an hour and nobody would give two shits about it. It's the same thing with iHeart. I've done the same thing. I badmouth that company. Dude, I spent 13 years working as an employee of Clear Channel Communications, which later was slaughtered and became iHeart. Same company, same people, same bullshit, 
Same pig, it just has lipstick on it. So I get it, but I never applied to be on to iHeart. <laughs> I just found out one day that, hey, did you know your show is on iHeart? Did you know that the on-demand stuff from Radio Memphis is on? I didn't know Radio Memphis was an iHeart station. It's not. It's not. It's an independent station. It's owned by a small company called Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, which the two shareholders of that company are myself and my wife. That's it. We haven't aligned ourselves with anybody. You know, once the RSS of a, of a show is available, then people can just pick it up and run it wherever they want to. It's a dick move, I get. At least Spotify didn't just pick it up and ran with it. You know, iHeart just said, hey, you know, we're just going to take your show. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. You know, thank you for the traffic. Thank you for the clicks. Thank you for the potential pre-roll. And if they're making money off of me and not paying me back on that, then that's a whole different animal. That's when, that's when you know, certain people get involved. You know, the ones that wear coats and ties. Same thing with Spotify. Now, back to Spotify very briefly. Over the weekend, or at least at the end of the week, their customer service department had closed. And the reason being is they had gotten flooded from people. They'd been absolutely flooded. I don't know if it was shows like this that wanted off of their platform or if there were musicians that said, I've had enough and they're pulling their stuff. Or are there people complaining? Are there people supporting? What are they doing? We don't really know. Don't really know what's going to happen. Because I did, seriously. Friday night, I sat here at, uh, uh, you know, sweating and consternating over uh, how I'm going to word my email to this dude to pull this show off of there. I know it seems simple. Oh, hey, hey, do me a favor. Cancel from Radioland because I'm, I'm, I don't want to be on a, I don't want to be on a platform that promotes blah, 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 blah. Um, look, Spotify, their opinion is moot. They don't have one. They're, they are only in this business to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to provide content and generate subscriptions and make the money. That's all they care about. They don't care about content. They don't care how bad your band sucks or how good it is. They don't care if, the, if a little podcast sucks or is decent or whatnot. If all of a sudden I woke up one day and from Radioland had the type of following that Joe Rogan has somehow managed to capture over the years and be able to be a competitive sort of thing for him, that'd be great. I'm going to be realistic and tell you that's probably not going to happen. Could I do a better job than Joe Rogan? I've done it 413 times, without a doubt. Seriously. You know, I, I, I'm a person who has integrity, I like to think of. I don't, I don't want to sit here and blow my horn, but, you know, I kind of have to. In, a, in an aspect, because somebody's immediately going to sit there and go, oh, well, look at you. You're just this cute little show out of Memphis. What, you know, who gives a fuck about what you have to say? I don't know. The numbers are pretty solid. I haven't checked them lately, but, you know, we do get, we, we, get, we get a lot of downloads, dude. We get a lot of streams, and they come in from a lot of different places. And I get messages from people all the time about this show. And that's great. I appreciate it. It works on no budget. If I had a budget, things would be a little bit different, be better, I would think. But all of this stuff, the meat and potatoes of the show would never change. You know, it would just it would just be a little bit easier to produce. That's about all there is to it. So if Spotify really gives a shit about podcasters in general, 
Perhaps they would treat us all on an equal basis a little bit. Yeah, you got your big ones, you got your little ones. You got your shows and you got some little shows. that You know, and you got people that have various tastes that want to listen to whatever they want to. XM Sirius is a prime example. Howard Stern has a show over there. So does another thousand other jocks that all have shows over there. You don't hear about them, you know, bailing on that whole deal, do they? Because they pay for all of them. My problem was that... Um, even though a musical artist gets 36 thousandths of a penny per spin of their song, a spin being a, you know, a stream, a play. Yeah, that's big. And they will flat out admit to you that they make their money and their biggest expenditure is in podcast. So if you're going to do that, my beef is more like, okay, great. Now where's my cut? Where's my love? Where's my hug? Because if that's the way it's going to go, then what's the point of all of this? I mean, I know it's the Wild West, but Jesus Christ, there's there's theft, you know, there's there's robbery, and then there's all-out rape of content. Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to The Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. We are a nation of consumption, aren't we? The United States knows how to spend a dollar. So you have to look at with the great resignation and this recession, not really a recession, but this runaway inflation we got. What the, what, what are we spending it on? What are we doing with this? Where is this all coming from? Where is it going? Well, you know, you have to wonder when you see in the news that uh, consumer spending, the great phrase that that is, consumer spending is up because... Well, and they're not lying. You know, look outside, see how many Amazon trucks, UPS trucks, FedEx trucks are roaming up and down the streets dropping shit off for people. We're not in that bad of a situation, are we? Or, or are we just hooked? That's the question, I think. Are we just hooked on dis- disposable stuff that we buy on a day-in, day-out basis? How many times are we on Amazon buying stuff? And the big question is, what the fuck are you people buying? For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, a little clarification here on what I was talking about earlier uh, in the program regarding the uh, uh, the whole Spotify situation. Um, you know, there's it's, it's a weird situation because... It's not like I have sour grapes. I, I really don't. I just it, it's it's amusing to see how this comes about because people come about this in a, in a weird sort of way. When you have people like Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and all these, there's a whole list of artists now that are pulling their stuff off of there. It's it's kind of it's kind of bizarre because when you look at it on a different type of scale, let's say like network television, 
you know, you've got um, let's look at um, let's look at the show Family Guy, for example, Seth MacFarlane uh, and all of his you know cast of people that he does with that show. And it's it's an incredibly funny show. It's it's up my alley. I, I dig it. I don't get to watch it as much as I would like, but because uh, I'm usually busy doing other stuff. But Seth has made no bones about the fact that he's on a network that deals with Fox News. And it's it's kind of funny that that's the way it happens. You know, you got to you got to be careful about biting the hand that feeds you. But Spotify doesn't have that problem. All of the money that they pay out goes to, well, podcasters. It doesn't go to um, it doesn't go to musicians. You know, that Lord knows, like I said, was it thirty six thousandths of a penny per spin is what is what a, a musician gets. It's ridiculous. And if they're spending it all on podcasts, why is this show on Spotify and where's my cut? <laughs> I put it there. I'll, I'll admit I sent it over to to, uh, to Spotify just as a way to, you know, there's a lot of people are listening to it that way. So I thought maybe that'd be a pretty good way. I didn't expect this to be what it turned into. And as I mentioned earlier, am I going to pull it? Probably not. I don't know that I can. I think that's part of the issue. Um, I'm, maybe I'm just along for the ride. Uh, the point being is that I'm not staying here because I support Joe Rogan. I support his mouth, the fact that he can say whatever he says. We have that right to do that. Do I have to agree with him? No, I don't. Is he passing out false information and getting people likely killed? Possibly so. Um, and, you know, Does he work for me? No. Do I work for him? No. Um, we're, just a, we're just another outlet. It's part of the weird Wild West that is the Internet. And once, once we get that through our heads, then you know, live and let live. We'll see what happens. We'll just have to see how it shakes out. That's all there is to it. In the meantime, you as a consumer who listens to the show, which, by the way, thank you so very much for doing so, and those of you who, you know, consume whatever products that you that you have out there, you have the ability to vote with your wallet. And that's what makes it all worthwhile. If you don't like something, don't consume it. It's just that simple. It's just the way it works. Right on. All right. I got to go. Uh, you kids be sweet. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And uh, for God's sake, stop shooting each other. All right. I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radio Land is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.